Good morning, and welcome to another episode of That Which Does Not Kill Us. I'm your host, Sarah Arnold, and I am still in the same book that I've been in for a minute now, um, that In Sickness and in Health by David Hawkins, and the chapter that I'm on right now <clears throat> is about anger, and this is something that I'm going to be real. Like, I experienced anger quite frequently um, in my marriage. And if I were being completely transparent, I would say that I experienced anger for the first time in a really long time. Uh, probably about two weeks ago, um, I came across a circumstance that... Uh, had me really really angry and it was weird to experience because I haven't in such a long time like really experienced like that um, in any real context or capacity um, especially in the context or capacity that I did and um, it was really fascinating to reflect on that, and I feel like this chapter is kind of touches on that, and it also touches on some other things that I've come across um, in various social media platforms over the last few years. Um, the first one I want to go into is that, uh, excuse me, so I came across a while back, um, I don't remember the lady's name. But it was some um, therapist that does TikTok videos. Because I follow like a thousand fucking therapists online. Like not even joking. I follow a lot of different therapists online. And um, so this therapist, I remember in one of her videos, um, she had expressed that anger is a secondary emotion. And that was a really interesting thing to come across when I did. And... I don't disagree at all, but it was just something that I'd never heard of, I'd never heard before, and I'd never even thought about up until seeing that, you know? And it's funny because on one hand, I can't help but think to myself, like, wow, um, if I or my former spouse had, you know what I mean, the wherewithal to find these things at any point, you know, in our marriage, like, maybe there could have been some help there. Uh, unfortunately, that's just not the way things worked out. But when I found this, it really spoke to where I was at in all of the recent experiences that I had. And, like, I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say that there was some part of me that carried a lot of anger for a lot of years uh, in my married life. And I think the most extreme version of it is, um, so the end of 2020, um, is everything like, is all of these different, you know, like high stress circumstances were happening and, um, all of this change that was happening, you know, at work, in the world, at home, um, I just... The way I describe it is I feel like I was like living in a constant state of rage 
and it was like really bordering on being uncontrollable is just not healthy and not good and so <laughs> what I realize now in retrospect like looking back I can see um, things that were at the root of it you know like grief um, you know I'm just I'm sure there was still some large part of me that was mourning the loss of my nephew um, fear over the state of the world um, feeling basically uh, I would say like neglected or like non-existent within the frame of my home and my marriage and just so some of that obviously had accumulated over many years and then some of that had just happened very rapidly due to you know circumstances um, in the environment but like the place that I was at at the tail end of 2020 was so like toxic like I was almost constantly infuriated and like in hindsight I can only imagine uh, that I was probably a very difficult person to be around because that's you know constantly carrying around a lot of big feelings has a tendency to make somebody very difficult to be around um, you know I guess I've dealt with some people both in the workplace and out of the workplace that are you know experiencing that or I that I presume are experiencing that and thankfully I feel like the circumstances under which I've experienced them I've at least had some capacity to give them grace but at the same time I think where I'm tr where I'm still seeking balance is in learning how to s still put myself first and give that person grace that is needed for whatever fuck shit they're dealing with that's you know giving that kind of an outward expression and the reason I say that um so I recently came across a video by some other type of therapist or whatever and this guy basically had this uh, it's I don't, pa Patrick something or other um, but he had this video on YouTube where it talks about different trauma personality types right and it's interesting because in all of his descriptions I could see like various iterations of myself and I really wish I could remember all of them maybe I can find that video and go back refine re the video go back through and like get into more details of it at a later time but um, one of them was talking about like basically somebody who's like constantly angry and fighting and full of like righteous indignation and yeah like I've been there like I've seen like you know what I mean like I'm sure everybody on earth knows those hyper aggressive types and for me like I feel like dealing with those types and you know I guess having experienced what I've experienced and dealing with those types of people like the first thing that comes to mind now 
and it has for probably about <laughs> I'm gonna say a year and a half to two years is because of my own experiences the first thing that comes to mind when I'm dealing with those types of individuals is like in what ways are you emotionally broken you know what I mean like it's hard not to look at those people from a place of understanding having been one of those people myself and yeah again that's like the first thing that comes to my mind is obviously like if somebody's that angry like who hurts you you know like that's another question that comes to mind is who hurt you because I can't help but assume that at some point or another this person has experienced you know what I mean like that that is their form of protection you know and so obviously beneath that anger is hurt in some way shape or form like I couldn't tell you the fucking source but that's what it is like underneath that is fucking hurt like a lot of un untamed hurt that's kind of wild and running free being all fucking crazy and I think the thing that's also fascinating about this is I feel like to some degree like if things were to have worked out with the guy that I was seeing in South Carolina I would have needed this at the forefront of my mind to work through you know the the anger that he was projecting that's that just dawned on me like literally right now that um but I think the challenge with some of that if I were being just very transparent and again just based everything based on my own experiences obviously I can't look through somebody else's eyes um I think the truth of the matter is that if something happens, especially if you're coming from a place of, you know, experiencing high stress or, you know, different types of traumatic events, be it like, you know, ongoing chronic high stress or, you know, a handful of catastrophic one-time events, um, when you're looking at your world through that lens, it's very difficult to move forward if you're engaging with a person where you feel as though you're not being seen or you feel as though you're not being heard and I think that something that I suppose I could probably improve upon is learning how to see those patterns in real time and um bringing some cognizance to that because obviously this is something that happened like six months ago you know what I mean give or take whatever rough estimate and if I could have identified I mean obviously this these types of things involve other people but if I could have identified in those moments, I am feeling shut down because 
I don't like I, I don't feel emotionally safe with you and I don't feel as though my emotions are valid in your presence like I, I see a pattern forming you know what I mean like be, being able to identify and verbalize I see a pattern forming um, we need to do something different and verbalizing it in that context instead of you know whatever context I don't remember exactly the specific vernacular choices that I made but either way um, I'm sure there could have been a different wording and that would have helped some things but at, at the end of the day like eh, like I don't like I did not have the like I did not have the bandwidth to deal with the anger that he was portraying out into the world it reminded me too much of my ex and it kind of put me in an automatic like shutdown mode and uh, what I'm realizing now like again is that you know underneath that outward expression of anger um, obviously is something deeper and I think this is something that we all really could benefit from reminding ourselves of when we're interacting and engaging with others that um, anger is a secondary emotion typically it's there almost like anger is our form of self-protection you know um, and it stems from a deeper wound yeah just sometimes we need those reminders yeah because I don't know like at the end of the day like it doesn't I mean it does matter but it doesn't matter like the wound needs to be processed regardless of what it is you know and the feelings need to be felt no matter what they are and I think that's the biggest takeaway you know um, but like I know it's when it comes to these kinds of concepts I just feel like overall everything in terms of like self-help um, self-improvement self-awareness self-healing whatever like any any kind of you know what I mean betterment it's e it's always easier said than done and I think though for everybody the first step is always awareness in the moment as soon as you become aware of what that pattern is or what that behavior is or what it is that you're engaging in being able to identify it and communicate that because I feel confident that nine times out of ten these types of things don't come up often when we're just by ourselves you know um, typically these types of feelings get activated in our interpersonal relationships be it with like family friends romantic partners whatever and I think that's definitely the first step though is awareness being able to identify it for what it is and communicate it 
Now, if I were looking at things clearly, I would say that once you communicate it, to me, the response received is really the tell-all. So, if the response that you receive, once that communication is made, is, I don't know, like not dissimilar to something you received at another point, maybe from another individual, you know, in a different circumstance that didn't turn out too well. Like even being able to address that. Like the other thing that really seems to be important when it comes to these matters is establishing boundaries um, and then standing on them, you know, and sometimes it's hard to identify when somebody isn't right for us. And then also sometimes it's hard to identify like what work can be done when we are locked in moments of heightened emotion and getting ourselves out of those moments I think can be very challenging like I know they are for me and I'm sure they are for others as well just you know based on conversations and life experiences but the faster you can do both feel through and remove yourself from whatever those feelings are, the easier it is to identify those patterns and either make amends or be done. And yeah, like, I don't know what this says about me, but I feel like I can say with confidence, like, I'm not much for making amends. Like, like I said, I don't know what that says about me. Um, and it's not so much, I don't know that it's because I feel like people are disposable or if it's more so that, um, the type of negative energy that I have tended to allow to remain in my space has a distinct signature and once I identify the signature um, I it's like there's a process that goes in my head where I determine that this is not for me and disengage um, And again, that's another thing that's for plenty of people. It's easier said than done. Um, I don't know if I would say fortunately or unfortunately. For me, I was raised as a child of a service member. And so what that means is during my formative years, about every three years, give or take, I relocated. And so, when the only guarantee is that there is no guarantee, or the only guarantee is change, or, you know, the only certainty is that 
you know, whomever it is that you're forming these bonds with will ultimately be let go, then being able to do that becomes a lifestyle, you know, um, and maybe that's where part of the ability to compartmentalize feelings stems from as well, is um, being able to love and leave, you know, <laughs> like again, that's the lifestyle of a, the military child is, you know, getting connected only to disconnect. And yeah, now, now that I'm thinking about that, I'm realizing like it's fascinating how simple and yet how complex that small thing, how much of an impact that has had, you know? And I mean, there's other feelings that stem from that as well. Um, one of the ones that fucking kills me, like I hate this part of getting to know people, I'll be real. Like when somebody asks, where are you from? <laughs> like that shit fucking kills me. Cause I just like look at them like, uh, and my, my standard response is I'm a military brat. I'm not from anywhere. Um, because it's true. You know what I mean? Like that's from, and I don't know if I, I'm not speaking for everybody, but I'm sure I'm speaking for some that have experienced that kind of um, upbringing where it's like at the end of the day, you don't feel like you have a home regardless of where you are, you know? Now, if you were to compare that to somebody that has spent, you know, the majority of their formative years or their whole life in the same place, those types of people have deep-seated, well-established roots where they are. And if you're living in a transient state, it's easy to feel like a vagabond or like you don't have a home. And yeah, it's, it's a challenging place to be, but being raised in that environment definitely makes it easier to detach emotionally when needed. Not always, but it definitely helps when you're experiencing circumstances and you need a bit of clarity to be able to st take a step back. So, I don't know. Like, I don't think I really talked about anger very much in this episode. I kind of went on a tirade about something else that came up in the process. But, whatever. In the meantime... I'm signing off because I have a bunch of shit to do today. So, as always, I want to thank everybody for tuning in and be well.